<laughs> Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your hosts, Stephen, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex. Or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins and let's drop in. Welcome, everybody, to episode 119 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest-running Anthem podcast on the internet. I just get really used to saying that because we're kind of, we're still, we will still talk about Anthem every now and then, but I don't think that's going to be the main focus of the show for a while, at least until 2.0 drops sometime in the near future. I was anticipating probably sometime towards the end of the year, but I'm guessing that has probably changed along with many other titles, so... I'm your host, Steve, and I am here with, I think we have a full crew today. We've got Devin with us over there, hanging out inside of the uh, Xbox Series X. We have JD with us. I think that's JD. I don't know. Looks like a 14-year-old. I don't know who that is. And then we've got Mike, who's not on camera because he is drugged up on goofballs. So, guys, I'm actually excited. Normally, we do our D&D show this week, but I thought it might be a good idea just to kind of come together and touch base with the community, see how people are doing with the coronavirus quarantine that is going on right now, and just kind of touch base and say, you know what, what we're doing to to fight it, what we're doing to help for whatever we can, and how we're kind of coping with it, right? Because I, I think it's important to kind of check in with people. I do anyway. I don't know. Maybe I'm just... Uh, yeah, might no. as well. Right? Check in with so, so how are you guys coping with the uh, with the outbreak, JD? You're in California, you're kind of in a in a hotbed over there, in our part of the country. So, what's going on on that side of the world? Uh well, uh, I know that right now, in terms of Southern California, I'm in the county with the least number of cases, but it's picking up pretty quick. I know uh, we just had what was it, like two people um, die in the town that I used to live in, like just last week. It's crazy um but we're we're all doing uh pretty good here um my both my mom and my dad uh are uh, high risk individuals so uh i've been doing everything i can to make sure they stay safe uh, including shaving off my dear friend uh but <laughs> yeah um i i they recommend that if you have to wear a mask um to like don't have facial hair and things like that or you can only have like certain things and i'm not a mustache guy so um yeah we we're doing okay here though um kind of hard to find some of the medical supplies that we use on a regular basis for my dad but um we're managing everything else uh how's everyone else doing yeah, are you are you still teaching? Because I know you're a teacher. Are you are you still doing lesson plans over over the internet for kiddos, or are you just kind of shut down until everything kind of passes? We, we are uh, training right now for uh, switching over to distance learning, which, um, from what I can tell, it's just a combination of digital tools and uh, Google Classroom, uh, which you know I teach a tech class, so this is pretty straightforward and simple for me. Um, but we're training for the next, uh, this week and next week. And then we're going to switch to distance learning. Um, and then, uh, our governor, uh, Governor Newsom just, uh, made his announcement the other day, a couple of days ago that he wanted schools out until, uh, the end of the school year. And so we just got the call in our district last night and an email this morning confirming that 
we are going to be on distance learning for the rest of the school year. And yeah, no, this is a totally, totally wild and crazy time. Yeah. It's very interesting. For sure. Mike, how are you guys um, coping with the, because both you and your wife work for the school district. So now you guys like actually have to see each other now. That sounds like it could be dangerous. (laughs) So in our house, we do, we do both work for our school system and we've been out of school since our spring break, which was two weeks ago now. Yeah, I believe I believe this is we're finishing what? our. That was like three weeks ago, wasn't it? Was it three weeks ago? Are we finishing our second we're full week out of spring break? School, yeah. So that's that's kind of what happens. You kind of lose track of days, and everything kind of melds together. We are our school district is attempting some type of distance learning. It's difficult. Um, these the the situation that we're going through now is not one that that anyone in our nation has ever experienced. I don't think. Um, and so we're all kind of just trying to figure out what it all is. What does it look like? How does it work for kids? What works best for kids? What works best for teachers? What are the what are the realistic expectations that we can put on teachers to help to help get this thing going? And so um, it's I, I don't get to see much of my wife while while she's at home because she's being pulled into meetings and getting all that kind of stuff done. She's a pretty she's. She's high up in our district's hierarchy, and so she's she's been on meetings with the state. She's been on meetings with the superintendent. She's she's pretty busy, and I get to I get to manage the kiddos and make sure they're getting their their assignments done and the the packets that were sent home with them and the the learning opportunities that their teachers have been providing for them. So um, it's it's a it's kind of a new experience. It's a I don't want to say fun experience yet because I'm not exactly sure how much fun it's been. Um, it's been really stressful a, a bit in our home, just trying to what can we do? What are the things we can do while we're here? Um, can we go out? If we go out, what is it for? Um, do we, I mean, we stay in for a couple of days on end and we're like, no, we got to get out of the house kind of stuff. So, so probably not anything unused to what everybody else is feeling and what everybody else is going through. Just a uh, just a different a different thing now, and it's it's interesting. And I I hope I hope everyone's doing well. I hope everyone's staying safe. Um, it's it's kind of funny how much we rely on on content creators now because there's so many so many times you can watch the vault on um, Disney Plus, so you can try to find that new stuff that's coming out. And and it's it's good that there's a there's a pretty good crop of YouTube content creators out there that can help pass your time and. And, you know, it's just a, a different new experience and, and hopefully we're all better before it. We're all better because of it at the end. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot easier to fall down that uh, YouTube uh, rabbit hole of just, oh, this led me to here. And now I'm watching restoration videos and now I'm learning how to build a, an attic crawl space. And it can just kind of lead you to a bunch of different places because you have way more time on it now. Because what else are you going to yeah, do? Yeah. Like play cards? <laughs> I don't know. Sew socks. Devin, how are you managing I mean, you're you're still at work, so. Uh, yeah, so I work. Uh, I've been going um, in the morning, and then for a couple hours at the office, and then I come home and I'm doing work. So I, I we, you know, I'm lucky to be able to work around my wife's schedule. Um, my job allows me to do that, and so like yesterday, she worked uh, from eight in the morning until like four in the afternoon or five. 
And then, uh, so after that, I just did work out in the garage because uh, it's pretty much impossible to do work at home with three kids when they're all trying to do schoolwork. So, you know, I helped them do um, schoolwork, and that's a hassle for my kindergartner, of course. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it's a good time. It's it's busy. It's, uh, you know, making three, three meals a day for my family because my wife's working, and um, you know, you don't take advantage of the free meal service. No, I do now for sure. We started this week. Um, <laughs> my kids actually enjoy it. It's really nice. You know, it it's a good break for me from not having to make them breakfast and lunch every day and dinner. <laughs> so I'm yeah. only making dinner now and the kids really enjoy the school lunch because we're lucky enough. Uh, our school districts are handing out lunch for the kids every day uh, yeah. for breakfast and lunch. And uh, hopefully a lot of other places are doing that for kids. Um, so it's really good. My wife, you know, she's out there dealing with uh, people because she works at uh, a large department store that has a grocery department. And so they are still open. And unfortunately, people are stupid, you know, and they, they go out there. They're still trying to buy clothes and regular stuff. And they're bored at their house, so they just go to the store. And so uh, that's how things continue to spread because they can't be bothered to stay home, you know. So. I mean, it's like, like Mike said, this is something that is completely different that no one has ever experienced. And it's easy. Like, I don't know if it's just like, we do not like being told we can't do something. I mean, because currently we're all seeing like what COVID is actually doing, like the death toll that keeps rising. I think there was like 900 people that passed away over the weekend in our country alone from COVID-19. And it's estimated that it's going to be up to like 250,000 deaths by the time the thing is over. And I don't know if it's just like, no, I, I can, I've always been able to leave my house and go when I want. And now when someone's saying, hey, you probably shouldn't do that, there's just kind of like this weird pushback to like, no, I, it's a free country. I can do what I want, right? I don't know if that that is part of it because really it's, I mean, it's the easiest thing that we can do to not spread it is to just stay home and watch Netflix, right? And attack the backlog of video games that we have. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like we go outside. We spend a lot of time in the backyard. My kids are currently digging a swimming pool in our backyard. Um, so they tell me. Or at anyways, least that's that, what you told them the hole is for. <laughs> no, that's, that's what they're digging. They are destroying the backyard. Um, oh, man. I came out there and I was like, what the crap is this? <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a pretty large hole. <laughs> uh, so just remember, you're going to have to put all that dirt back. Right. Um, but yeah, no, like we'll go out. We we try and still help the local restaurants, you know, get order some stuff to go. Um, you know, those kind of things. Uh, we're lucky, you know, we, we kind of plan ahead for things. And so we have plenty of food and, and other things that we need. But at the same time, you know, you can only make pancakes or you know chicken or whatever. So many times your own way, you know. And so it's it's nice to be able to go and get stuff to go. And still help support the local businesses and, um, you know, because it's difficult when everybody loses their job, right? So Yeah, and, and oh, yeah. We, we've been doing the same. When, whenever we can, we're like, pick a day. It's like, hey, let's go, you know, buy some pizza. Let's go buy some Chinese food. Like anything that you can do to help people continue to have jobs. Because like right now, like a lot of the places in our town, they can't, they don't have enough delivery drivers because so many people are ordering yeah. out. 
you know, and a lot of people have lost jobs. And it's like, no, I've been lucky enough that I haven't like I'm considered an essential personnel. You know, it's the only time I'll ever be like essential in my life um, is during this time (laughs) of crisis. So, I mean, I like it sucks everything that's happening and you just you you want to help more than because if you want to help out but you also by going out and helping it's also like you're doing damage because there's potential of you transferring the virus to someone else so it's it's yeah. it's a tough balance to make but like you said Devin, like it's th- i hope this is also an eye opener to a lot of people that yeah you should probably have like rainy day food storage in Toilet case you paper. Lose- yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know like, people are like, we can't always ha- afford, you know, food, whatever else, but it's like, uh, we've slowly built ours over many years, and it's just, my parents have always told us, like, buy an extra can of something, you know, and start, start your, your food storage and do it that way. I mean, if you don't have a lot of money, that's okay. And, and I think this is definitely, you know, our society, we've gotten a lot uh, used to where we can just go out to the store and buy whatever we need. And so it's definitely, um, an eye opener for a lot of people and yeah, people are freaking out about the toilet paper. I know uh, from, you know, being in the inspection industry, we, we have kind of connections with paper mills and stuff and they're all cranking out toilet paper and paper towels and, and everything else is, you know, hundred percent just cruising. So, but it's, you know, we're, we're lucky that there's a lot of truckers and everybody else and people that are still out there working every day, you know, yeah, because really, like, toilet toilet paper isn't going to be the thing that we run out of, right? We just, it's spiked in the supply chain, so the supply chain is backed up a little bit. I mean, yeah. like like you said, Devin, like, the paper mills run here in the United States. It's not like we can't get more toilet paper. It'll come back. Yeah. Like, why people think that they needed that many rolls, I don't know. This is, this is a perfect chance for, like, the United States of America to start adopting the bidet and stop being so uptight about, like, spraying <laughs> your butt with water to get yourself clean, right? Because every other country in the world is like, yeah, the bidet, it's the way to go. It's water. It cleans you. And it's perfect. Like, we need to adopt it. Like, we need to start installing bidets into every single house so that something like this doesn't happen again. Mike, your comment. Uh, No. Yes. Like, have you ever... Have you ever... Have you ever partook of the bidet experience? Have you? Yes. the question. I have. For two years of my life... We've gone on to a tangent that I that I feel like we need to get off very quickly. I disagree. I will be like the I will I will champion bidet installation in the United States of America. I mean, it's like if you if you come across pudding on the sidewalk outside, is it easier to wipe it up with so the paper towel or spray it off with water? I was shopping for stuff earlier this week. I remember seeing video games that I could play. So. Last month, last month the game Lego World was part of um, Game Pass on Xbox, and I checked it out. And me and the boys played it for a little bit, and it's super fun. And then this month it left Game Pass, and so I had to buy it. And I had no problems buying it because it was so much fun to play. It's very much um, Minecraft beats Lego, so uh-huh. you know two things that we really like, and we just put them together and we played, and my boys love it. And they've built all kinds of cool stuff and you cool collectibles and things. So that's what that's one thing that we that we jumped in on. If you guys 
If you guys hadn't jumped on in it, jumped in on it, you missed your chance because it's no longer on Game Pass. And now it's thirty bucks, so you're gonna have to go pick it up and give it a shot. Lego Worlds rated E for everyone. So I actually don't know if that's true. I made that up. It's probably rated E for everyone if it's Lego Worlds. Because a lot of times when we talk about Game Pass, the question is like, how are developers making money off of Game Pass? Right? That's always something that comes up. So I always wonder like what the conversion rate is after a game leaves Game Pass. And like, hopefully people are supporting them. Like I know Devin, even though Orion Will of the Wisps is in Game Pass, you purchased the game also. So you purchased through Game Pass, Mike purchased through Game Pass. So hopefully that's one way that, I mean, because I would hate to see that program leave if it's not making any money because it's the best value for gamers right now, especially in times like this where you're like, man, what do you do? Where you're home all the time and there's so much Tiger King you can watch. You could just do an Activision (laughs) and Sony and just, we're going to buy exclusive rights for this remastered campaign for a month. So if all of you guys that are home right now that could be playing this, uh, you can wait a month. How is that? You know, I'm just saying they, they're like the <laughs> dumbest people that I know that I really don't know, but they are so anti-consumer, it, you know, chaps my butt. <laughs> you need a bidet then. Then get here, a bidet. Devin. I hear that's good. And you know what? We've full circle. You should get the oh, Xbox Bidet Series ASS. I, um, pocket I Bidet? They have a, was that a squirt gun? What are you talking about? Pocket Bidet <laughs> is a squirt gun. So... Oh, <laughs> We we saw the meme. Where it was like it said. We do have you know a document that we can follow. <laughs> you know, I don't think so. We are just that ship has sailed far off. We that ship has sailed. We have taken our own turn at Albuquerque. Steven, what have you been playing the last couple of weeks? Oh, so speaking of things that I've been playing the last couple of weeks, so I so the Control DLC, the Foundation dropped um, about five days ago, and I have dove in hard on that DLC. Because Control is, I mean, hands down, my favorite game of last year. Like, Control, I think, is an amazing game. I do have some issues with that game, though. Um, but first of all, like, a, a lot of times DLCs will drop in games, and there it doesn't have, like, a direct connection with the previous story. They almost make it, like, a separate episode that if you buy this episode, it's, like, a little added bonus, but it doesn't really tie into the games. I'm trying to think of other games that do that, where you actually buy story-based DLC, but it doesn't really continue the main story i'm trying to think of for some reason i want to say borderlands Gearbox dlc like yeah, borderlands there you DLC? Go. that's exactly what i was thinking about for some reason i just couldn't place it because i haven't played a gearbox game in a really long time for that reason so they don't really continue the story but remedy has like picked up from where jesse faden dropped off as becoming the director and just throws her into this next new problem that she has to tackle and it's it's very good storytelling. Like the game is super fun. You get a bunch of new. You get one new ability that you get to use. Um, I probably spent another eight hours in there, so it's not super long. But again, the DLC is only fifteen dollars. It's only like twelve dollars if you buy the DLC pass because there's going to be another one that comes out sometime this year. I don't know if that's been delayed because of the issues that we're having. But the Foundation DLC is great. It has another awesome set piece level in there, very much like the ashtray level. I don't, I, I think it's good. I don't know if it's as good as the ashtray level because the ashtray level was just like kind of blew your mind when you went through it the first time. Um, and it's got a couple new super hard areas that you have to go through that are an added on bonus. So you don't have to, it's not part of the story. Like the level difficulty spikes pretty big when you get to these challenges, but the game, the game's great. 
Foundation adds on some really, really cool um, areas of the oldest house that you can go to. I mean, the oldest house is like one of the, it's a super cool place to explore. This adds even more to it. The ray tracing in the game is still phenomenal. It's amazing. The added stuff that uh, NVIDIA is doing with their graphics card just keeps like their DLSS 2.0 or whatever. Makes the game mm-hmm. look better. makes it run better. Um, I'm probably going to have a video coming out later tonight that details some of the secrets that you can go, that you can get in that game to earn an extra cosmetic. But yeah, the game is amazing. I encourage everyone to go get the foundation. I encourage everyone to just go purchase everything that Remedy is making right now. Um, but the couple things that that I do like about the game specifically, and this has took me a long time to figure out what it exactly is about this game that creeps me out so much, because it's not a horror game, but there are some segments of it that feel like it's a horror game. And I think the one thing that makes me like, anytime you go into a room, you're kind of just cautious because Remedy will trick you sometimes where you'll walk through this room, it's super quiet, and all of a sudden there's this loud noise and it's like, and it's just like text because you walked into a different room, right? And it says like the bathroom, right? And it just scares you. It's almost like a jump scare, but there's nothing there. It's just text. And on this time, they're doing something similar to where there's these crystals that grow in and out of an area that you go to. So you'll turn around a quarter. You're like, hey, I just got out of combat. There's not going to be anything out here. And then this crystal like forms out of the wall super fast, like right at your face. And it does like this noise also. So that like makes me jump. But it's because the enemies anywhere you go still can destroy you very quickly if you're not ready. Like I think a lot of times when we talk about destiny and you're like, hey, why is this? You know, I'm so powerful that these guys aren't a threat anymore. You can just walk past them. And it kind of, you always lower your guard, so you're just kind of like on easy mode when you're farming a game like that. But control, you really can't farm, because any at any point, if you're not paying attention, you can get swarmed by enemies, and they can actually take you down. So I think I like that, because it keeps me on my toes, it keeps my, um, it keeps me like at alert stage orange, instead of alert stage green on a lot of games when you're set up to farm them. So that part I really like. One thing that I've noticed a lot this time, though, is their facial animation animations are procedurally generated so they just like after playing anthem and seeing like their cinematics on their facial animations which is are top notch um and not just saying that because tal was on the show last week but <laughs> it just really stands out that like their expressions don't match up their mouth movements don't match up and like they never fully close their mouth and it's just something that you notice all the time because there's a lot of close-up shots when characters are talking to each other so I'll give the DLC an, uh, a nine out of nine because it's awesome. And I hope people go out and play it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm really excited for more. I've, I'm going to dive in. I still have a, a couple more things that I'm going to do, but I'll have a video coming out probably tomorrow that details some of the cool stuff that you can go get. So that is the main thing I've been playing. Devin, what have you been playing? Uh, so I just finished, uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps and uh, that was pretty good. It took me about uh, a little under 19 hours. I got it 100% complete. Uh, found all the secrets. What? Finished that thing in four hours, sucker. Well, that is an achievement. <laughs> um, oh, I did. I finished it 100% in four hours. I if doubt you, you've even finished it once. If you finish but, it in, in under four hours, does Ori take his um, suit off? <laughs> uh, no, it's not that kind of game. Oh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I had a great time playing that. Um, I did download the control DLC, but I didn't want to start playing it before I was done with Ori. Um, 
you know, Epic Game Store really has a horrible UI, and you don't say it was really frustrating when I was like trying to find the DLC when after you buy, you know, about the season pass, like you talked about. And it was really frustrating because it was already downloaded with the current update, but it didn't say that it was installed. It's like, oh, you own this. I'm like that's great. I you know I know I own this. I purchased it. So how do I download it? <laughs> you know, and it doesn't say that you. You've already downloaded it. So that was really annoying, you know, for about an hour, hour and a half, trying to figure that crap out. And, uh, but yeah, so other than that, you know, Epic Game Store needs needs some work. And, you know, Remedy just signed a publishing deal with them for another game. And, um, which I mean, they're, they're trying to do things a, a good way. I mean, Epic's trying to, to, you know, create an environment for, for developers, right? I mean, they are offering a 50-50 split once they get their return on investment from a game and they get to keep all the IP and everything else. So, um, yeah, I'm no game yeah, I mean, developer. The exclusive is it's keeping it from Steam, you know, but people well, will have to get over that. Well, that's not even confirmed <laughs> because they didn't, they didn't even say that it might be exclusive. They still have options to go to Steam. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, but I'm guessing, you know, it's going to be on the Epic Game Store. I mean, they make it more incentivized to be on the Epic Game Store. Right. Um, but if you were Epic, not- but if you were Epic, you would also want that other places because then you just make more money, right? Yeah. Because you're going to, you're still going to get that, your 50% split. 50% split. Like, like if yeah. you're, if you're a game developer and you're like looking for, you know, producers or looking for what's the word Devin I'm losing the word they are if you're looking for a publisher this is like a no-brainer right they're going to cover 100% of development cost marketing cost um, localization I mean that's huge like how many game like how many smaller studios don't even have money for localization so it's not ever you know put into different languages or they don't have a marketing budget right I mean that's like I'm glad Epic is doing this kind of stuff because it's just going to push things more and more forward, and maybe we'll see if um, Valve is like what they do um, with Steam, yeah. and if anything changes. I mean, they, they still are the juggernaut, you know. They, you know, despite what Epic is doing and and everything else, they're the money they're throwing around. Steam still gets the you know monster share of uh, of all the games and everything else, and people yeah. still put their games out. You know, developers still put their games out there. Even Microsoft, you know, they're putting more games on Steam and uh, which I think is great for the more people, the merrier, right? So, um, yeah, yeah that's, I've been playing uh, Ori and then Call of Duty Warzone. I'm having a great time with that. Um, I, in my I, opinion, it's the best Battle Royale game on the market currently. So you're, you're supposed to tell me more about Ori because normally, I mean, you beat the yeah. first Ori, but you don't normally play uh-huh. platformers like this, like Metroidvanias. No, not too often. So, um, yeah, and I think so. My my review, right? It, it, there was definitely technical issues. Um, I had technical issues on the Xbox. I had technical issues on my Nvidia Intel PC, and also my full AMD PC. Um, so the only one it crashed on was my Intel PC. So it fully crashed there. Um, when I was completing the game, some of the boss fights. Uh, chugged really bad um, and so I mean it's not really optimized for frame rate right now anyways um, and then on on Xbox it, I did have some frame rate issues I do have a patch coming out this week you know 
But those were few and far between. That's like maybe four or five experiences total in the 19 hours of play, right? Where I had, had issues. Um, I think so, like the platforming and stuff, it was interesting. And But there came a point when it was just like, okay, I got to through like maybe 75 to 80% of the story. And then all of a sudden it was like, I could do anything and go anywhere. No issues, no problems. The puzzles and stuff weren't as difficult anymore. And it, it was like, it was progressing really good for for the majority of the time playing it. But then it was just like, it felt like it almost went to easy mode, you know, going through some of the stuff. Whereas, you know, the puzzles and different things early on were really tricky if you wanted to go through them, you know, but once I get, I mean, once you unlock the abilities to get that help you get through puzzles, it uh, kind of negates it. So it's, it's much more interesting. I think when you don't have all the abilities that you can get um, to try and do the puzzles uh, because they are tricky. And there's a lot of them that you can do um, before you get the more advanced uh, abilities. Um, it just becomes too but- easy towards the end yeah i think it just becomes too easy and it just like all of a sudden it just goes just like really quick like the last little bit of the story is it seemed like it went really fast compared to going through the other stuff unlocking and opening areas it was just like okay this is the the ending and then you're you're just done Hmm. you know it's like oh okay i mean it, it was a good experience so i mean it was a good story um but i would give it you know probably uh uh, maybe probably a four out of five, you know, it it was good. Um, definitely, you know, I'm not, I don't want to ruin anything for anybody that's going to play it. So it's, it's definitely enjoyable. Definitely concludes the story that you're playing in, uh, or in the world of the wisps. And, um, but yeah, it was, it was a good experience and it was fun to go through. Um, they have some ridiculous achievements. Like you know, Mike mentioned beating the game in four hours. Um, which I could not care any less about trying to do or even playing it on hard mode or like getting through without dying once, uh, getting through without touching any of, of uh, there's like poisonous water or whatever in the beginning until you clean things up. Yeah. And it's like, don't touch it at all. And so it's like, that's stuff where you have to go back through an entire playthrough again and not do have any of those issues. Um, so I'm I'm just not you know really interested in getting like every achievement for every game. It's like yeah I played through I had a great time I got the stuff that was there. Time to move on and to I a different game. To anything yeah I mean my goal for this year for playing games is to try and actually complete the games complete more games than I you know start and so because that's my biggest problem is I start a lot of games but I never complete them because I like the new thing oh it's been out for a couple of weeks a new dlc or something else came out and so i start playing this other game and then i never i'm like oh well i'll go back to it but i never do right and that yeah. again was why i didn't start the control dlc because it's like well I'll, if i start doing that then i'm not going to go back to ori and then there'll be something else and then there'll be something else and so yeah and that game will still be good if you come back to it even a little bit later so that's that's something that yeah, we it's... just kind of have to get over right the uh the fomo but I mean, I'm not like fear of missing out. It's just because I just don't get around to it and I don't have the desire for, you know, going back and playing other games. It's, you know, it's kind of, 
I get sucked into like a, a lot of my friends are playing Call of Duty Warzone, and I only play I think two or three times a week, and I'll play for like an hour or two, and they play like every single day, and that's all they do for like three or four hours, and I'm just like I, I'll, or I'll be on, and they'll be like, "Oh, come play," and I'm like, "No, not tonight. I'm playing something else." Or I'm doing this, and like, "Why?" And like, "Yeah, I have a great time playing it, but I want to play other games. I don't want to do the Destiny thing where it's like I have to. I can only play this one game." And I have to play that one game every night, and so which Call of Duty Warzone isn't isn't that? It's just really enjoyable and fun to play with your friends, and it's free. So right, right. But, but it still creates those same those same feelings of all right, I've got to jump on because this is what everyone else is doing, and that's what I want to do. So, yeah, yeah, that's hard. I think they've they've gotten used to it though after, over the like the last year, where I'm just like, no, I'm not playing that with you tonight. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so JD, what have you been playing? Uh. Not not much. Uh, I just uh, last week I beat Doom Eternal on PC, um, which was a lot of fun. I uh, I streamed it with my friend who's a really big uh, metalhead, um, so he was watching me play it and got through the entire thing, and that was a absolute riot to play. Um, since I have some extra time, uh, I've been uh, playing through the uh, the remasters of the Yakuza series. I beat three. I'm on four. Um, and I've heard five is really long. Um, but it's a really good series, uh, highly underrated. Um, I think zero and Kiwami one and two are on Xbox Game Pass now, or maybe it's just zero. I might have that wrong. If you get a chance, totally check them out, especially if you love, uh, anything about Japan. Um, and then, uh, what was it? Uh, yeah, uh, I got my copy of, Persona 5 Royal today. I'm probably going to start that either later tonight or tomorrow. And when I'm not doing any of that, I've been uh, I've been uh, making my way through the critical path on uh, Anthem on PC because uh, I've been I, I got Anthem on PC and had to start fresh. And oh man, uh, it's a good campaign, but <laughs> I just I, I just. It's, 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 it takes so, like, it, it just, it's longer than I remember it being. I, I thought it was a shorter campaign, but no, it's about like, what, like, uh, 15, 20 hours? Or... Yeah, it's like 15 or 20 hours. Yeah, I think it yeah. was 15. Yeah, although it was a, it was a little, uh, uh, a little depressing because, um, I know a lot of people were in this boat because of the situation, and I think it has a little something to do with why a lot of games are getting delayed, but, um, like, uh, my copy, I, I got the collector's edition, uh, it came today, um, like, you know, a couple of days late. And I guess it's happening for a lot of people right now. And I, I guess like you, you see these like stories of like people getting like the games being delayed and like, it's all just question of like, I guess, logistics of like getting everybody to have the game at the same time. Like, um, I don't know. Did we, did we want to segue into that topic now or? Oh, like The Last of Us and uh, the Iron Man stuff. No, I was, I was, oh, yeah. I was going to ask Mike a question first because Mike had mentioned uh, Tiger King. Mike, are you watching that? <laughs> no, um, I just saw that it was the number one trending on Netflix, and and one of the people I talked to somebody who kind of explained what it was to me, and it seems like interesting. If if it is what it is, I mean, it might be worth checking out. 
you might like it, Steve, because I think it's like murder mystery type thing. So I'm giving anything away. So but... I'm like, I'm six episodes in, so I'm pretty close to of finishing course it. You are. So like, and so I don't know if it's really murder mystery, but it's like if you're watching a train wreck and then an airplane hits that train wreck. And then if there are sinkhole forms <laughs> underneath the airplane and the train at the same time, so you just can't really tear your eyes away from it. It's just, it's, it's like there's, there are insane people in our country, like insane people. And this like just. This, Who make lots and lots of money. Well, I don't even know if they're making money, but they're, they're either a like eating tiger steaks for dinner or they're feeding people to these tigers or whatever. But these people are insane and it's so hard to take your eyes off of them because I'm sure that you've got, you guys have all heard of, you know, the song from, you know, Joe Exotic. He's like, has these, the, He's like, these people are insane. He's got these music videos out there. Now people are making covers of the music videos. And I think this thing probably hit at like the perfect time where tons of people are just inside and they're like, what the F is this? This is weird. This person's life is way more crazy than my life right now. So that's kind of a cathartic experience, right? <laughs> like you can, you can watch these shows and be like, nah, man, we're good. Like I know I've got my issues, but I am not that person, right? You know, <laughs> so like it's, it's, it's weird. It's interesting. Like you would probably, you could get through it pretty quick. It's not like super long or anything, but like the whole time you're like, like, are you kidding me? Like, are you serious? It's, it's weird stuff. Like I, I see why people are like freaking out over it because it's just that it's just weird. It's kind of like the making a, making a murder, making a murder. Does that, was that the one about, um, uh, shoot, Steven, was it Steven Dassey? Anyway. That one was pretty big at the time, and everyone was talking about that. Now everyone's talking about Tiger King. Like, yeah, go watch it. I mean, what else are you watching, Mike? I'm, you're you're probably not watching anything else. So, go watch, watch the Tiger West King. Wing. Seven seasons, right? It's good. You can watch that. Um, so, so Nicole and I watched the English game. You guys, check it out. It's on. I think it's Netflix. Yep, Netflix. It's uh, six episodes. It's not bad. It's a it's a fun story. We went through and watched Jack Ryan again. Um, you watched it you again. Watched Rudy last night. Yeah, everybody should go see Rudy. Rudy's good. It's Rudy, hard. To, it's hard Rudy. to go wrong with Rudy. And then, let's see what else. That's Disney Plus with the kids in the house. That's kind of all you do. So, so we started watching Check out Onward tomorrow. It comes out on Disney Plus. Yep. Oh, Onward does. Nice. Yeah, we are, we are, we're we're already planning on watching that. And then, um, I have my kids watching all those stupid, um straight to video or straight to tv disney movies like brink or the one where they do motocross and stuff and like you know what <laughs> disney hates dads they hate dads so much they make them the dumbest most evil most like inept incompetent like jerk jerks you've ever seen like none of them know their kids none of them talk to their kids none of them support their kids and it's like, man, like, is this what really Disney really thinks of all of us? It's like the Homer Simpson problem, right? We're all just a bunch of idiots. And we don't know how to talk to our kids that want to do something other than be an electrician or whatever stupid storyline they come up with. Anyway, so <laughs> not that I like feel very passionate about it at all. But um, yeah, so my wife and I watched Inception last night. Like Inception has to be like one of the top movies ever, right? It's got to be like in the top 10. I mean, maybe for you. I, I, don't, I don't know about top ten. I mean, I mean it's definitely good. But... Horn, horn. I mean, that's part of the horn. reason. Horn. Like, I, well, I, so I guess here's the whole thing. I don't know. I mean, 
the, that that blasting horn is actually the song that they were playing in the real world, just slowed down slower and slower. So it it's got that going for it. There's a lot of really cool technical stuff that's going into it, but I'm not not uh, maybe maybe top thirty. No, it's definitely maybe? top ten. Like Devin's top ten is like all the Fast and Furious movies, so that's one through nine. But this is what oh, I want oh, you guys to do. This is what I want you guys to do. Gun, okay, go, yeah, Top Gun's <laughs> number one. So furious. you guys need to go wa- watch in- watch Inception again. <laughs> But there is an internet theory going around that Dom, you know, we always thought that he had Mal's totem, the little top that would spin all the time, right? And everyone's like, oh, that's his totem. That's how we know if he's in... Stop. That's how we need... No, I have to tell you, though, this is like this is like way old theory, though. Is it really? Like everybody knows this. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows the ring theory? Yeah, that's his totem. The wedding in ring. His dreams, in his dreams, he's always married. So he's wearing the ring, which means he's married, which means he's dreaming... Means he's never out. No, that means he is out because at the end he doesn't have the ring. No, he's wearing the ring at the end. No, he's not. No, I I was watching it. No, I just watched it last night. I mean, everyone should. The ambiguous ambiguous ending is actually explained in the script. Everyone should go watch it again because it's awesome and it's one of the top ten movies. Okay, um, real quick, I want to run down a couple of the news things that are that are happening because this is kind of important. And I have questions for you guys. First of all, Godfall is going to be on the cover of PlayStation Magazine next next month. That's exciting for those people that are into Godfall. I am. Um, so we'll get to see a cover of that. Um, Mario. Okay, this this frustrates me because everyone's like super excited that Mario is going to turn thirty five and that there's going to be a bunch of like remasters of Super Mario sixty four, Super Mario Sunshine, and. Super Mario Galaxy. Um, before I ask you guys and give you time to think about what your favorite Mario game is, like, do we really need more remasters or remakes of these games? I mean, why? Like, you don't remake the Mona Lisa, right? Mario 64 is like an amazing game, stands on its own. I don't think we need to remake it. We already did it with the 3DS. We had Super Mario 64, 3DS, or whatever it was called. Like, can't we just like, I don't know, like Super Mario RPG 2. I mean, that's something that we could do, but instead we're going to... Like, Super Mario Galaxy looks fine. Does it really need a remake? Does it need a remaster? You can just go play it. Like, bust out your Wii and play it, because how's that going to translate over without the motion controls? Right? It's easy money. They're going to change it. You got motion controls. You got got your crap in there, you know? Stupid Switch crap. Um, But anyways, (laughs) uh, no, I think, you know, Easy money for Nintendo. People want to play, you know. Um, I would love, you know, I, I'm really excited if it's actually true. I want to see what they're going to do with Mario 64 and how it's going to look. Um, and, you know, plus I want to get it so I can play with my kids and they can check it out and be like, hey, look at this cool game that I spent a lot of time on, had a lot of fun with, and uh, it was a fun part of my, you know, growing up. Can't, can't you just show them a YouTube video? No, it's not the same. It doesn't look as good. It's like those graphics don't age well, you know? It's like I want to play, ha- see if I can have that same kind of experience again. And I think that's why we buy remasters. We want to see if if we can relive that great memory that we have. Most of the time we cannot. You know, you go back and you're like. Like we never yeah, can. It, was, it never happens well, that yeah, way. This game kind of sucks. I don't want to play it, you know? <laughs> so let's, we're, we're always hopeful though, right? I mean, we, we want to see. Okay, is this game really going to be as good as I hope it is? Um, you know, if I have to use switch motion controls, then it's going to suck. Um, but 
that's just my opinion. Um, yeah, no, I think uh, it's easy money for Nintendo, and it's a way for them to put out content when they don't have any mainline content that they can put out this year. You know, like an actual new Mario or a new Zelda, those kind of things, or a new Metroid. Um, so. Well, well, Zelda Breath of the Wild two might still come out this year, right? I'm guessing it probably gets pushed. I'm, I'm guessing everything gets pushed to next year. But like, like I totally get the nostalgia. Like, hey, let's go back and play this. This was awesome. And and I think that works really well for like the 16 bit SNES stuff because that stuff still looks good. Like that sprite animation, those graphics, like that still holds up. You can look at those yep. and be like, yeah, this is cool. But like you said, like Mario's big old nose that he has, that's like four polygons, right? And that. I mean, that stuff isn't going to hold up. So, I mean, they can change it. But then again, it's like, okay, now we've moved on to more complex puzzles, more complex worlds. Now we're just going to have a pretty Mario running around this big, flat, open space. I mean, if you think of the castle, like the castle is really big. The opening just hub world, it's big. But there's like nothing in it, right? So what do they do? Let's just throw plants, throw Goombas. Like, I I don't understand why we have to remake these games. Like, just leave them alone. Let us play them. Like, I mean, maybe you should just release them on your virtual console and let people play them since we've all purchased these games like 167,000 times. And now it's going to be 167,001 times. You can notes from Activision and Sony, all right? <laughs> That's good. Um, no, I don't know. But, I mean, it should be good, hopefully. Maybe. So question question for Steve. <laughs> um, like, so are are you saying that like just like the really like famous video games like shouldn't be uh shouldn't be remade or is it Yeah, like the like, like Final Fantasy 7. Like this thing like okay, Final Fantasy 7 has been one of the most popular RPGs for the longest time, right? Like no ha- no doubt about it. It's probably one of the best games that'll go down in infamy as one of the best RPGs ever because you know what? Um Square or Enix or Squaresoft when they were I think they were Squaresoft still at the time. They finally moved over to PlayStation. They could do all the sounds that they wanted. They got away from the Nintendo. It's awesome. Great. Sephiroth. You know, everyone and everyone loves Sephiroth because he's got a giant sword and super long hair. It's like we don't I don't understand why we need to remake that, change it, just because you know what? It's gonna sell because everyone loves this game and it's just gonna make money. Like, is it only gonna be half of the game? Yeah, probably. Is it gonna look super pretty? Yeah, it's going to look super pretty. I would rather them, like, just do something new. Do something different. I mean, if you're going to spend that time, because the remake's been in, in production for what? Like, seven years? Eight years or something stupid like that? And it keeps getting pushed back? Mm-hmm. Like, just make me an anime. Like, give me a Castlevania Netflix anime series of the game that I really want. And I'll just watch that instead of going back and being like, oh, yeah, this this did have some serious issues back in the day. Um, You know, it's... I just want them to make something different and stop p- playing on our nostalgia that for some reason we just can't get over. And it's like, oh, look, a new Zelda thing? Buy it. Oh, a new Mario thing? Buy it. And Nintendo gets a pass on all this stuff all the time anyway. Like, every Nintendo... I don't know. I, I should stop ranting because it seems like every <laughs> Nintendo game just gets like, hey, it's Nintendo, an extra point on our rating scale just because you're Nintendo. And I have, you know, 35 years of nostalgia and experience, you know, behind me pushing this rating score up. Like... I love the Super Mar- I love the Mario games. But you know what? I don't want them to touch Super Mario World. I don't want them to change anything about that game. Because I don't think you need to change anything about that game. Like if they were to remake Final Fantasy VI, I'm like like I love that game. And I would freak out because it's like like don't touch it. Like what can you do to it to make it better than it already is? 
Give it better graphics? No. I mean, they tried that with the iOS, and that ended up looking terrible. It looked like garbage when they ported all those um, Final Fantasy games to iOS. You know, watered-down sprites and bad sound cards? Like, no, that didn't work. Just leave it alone. Just give me something new. And rant. Story over. Sorry. I don't know if I even so answered I, your question. I, I just have to I just have to ask, because, like, for me, like, uh, some of the remasters, especially some of the ones for, like, uh, PlayStation or Nintendo are, like, kind of how I get to experience things that I otherwise wasn't able to experience uh, when it was a little bit more relevant. Like, you know, tracking down a... Well, original PlayStation up until recently was, you know, kind of hard to do and you weren't able to, like, only some of them have, like, remasters up there. Uh, and I, I do think it is worth, like, noting the difference between, like, a remaster and a remake. But, like, for, for me, like, I never played Final Fantasy VII. I'm going to probably play the remake, though, uh, because, like, that's a game that I've always wanted to play. But that's not but Final Fantasy VII, I, though. Well, the whole thing, the whole thing is, is that like, for me, it's like, I don't have that nostalgic attachment to it. Uh, I don't have that nostalgic attachment to it. And so when I bought like the remaster, um, like, like it was just like a Final Fantasy seven, but available on PS4, like just straight up Final Fantasy seven, not the remake, just Final Fantasy seven that you could play through. I bought it for like 20 bucks. I started playing it. And because I didn't have that nostalgic attachment, it was really hard for me to play through something with such, you know, dated graphics and dated gameplay. And I'm sure this was like a masterpiece. To, like there's a reason why so many people love it, but like, it, it was just hard for me to do that because like, I feel like some remasters give you the opportunity for people who missed the bus on that one to potentially get in on it now. Maybe it's not exactly the same experience, but you are bringing more people into something good already. It makes it culturally relevant again. I, I, I feel like. But it's never like, I don't know. Like Final Fantasy VII has never not been culturally relevant. Like Final Fantasy VII has been there from, from the, as soon as it released, it's like never left like gamers' minds, right? That's just the, the, the impact that it had. I don't know. I just, I just wish... Nintendo would like start putting out more games. I mean, we've got a drought of Nintendo games that recently. It's like just put and and these and first party Nintendo developers are probably not making these right. This is probably being outsourced to someone else that does remasters and they're gonna do it. So it's not like this is impacting Nintendo first party anyway. Um, and like Devin said, it's it's an easy way to print money because our nostalgia bug or bone or whatever just cannot not help ourselves to buy Nintendo products again and again and again. Because every time they come out with a virtual store, we're buying the same games over and over again. Even though we've bought those games seven times before, you have to buy it again. And that sucks. I think it's stupid, <laughs> and I don't think we should support it. That's all. Down with Excellent. demand. Yeah. See if Thieves is coming to Steam. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be great. I'm excited for people to be able to play that on Steam. It's a lot of fun. Um I haven't played. I was really into it last year. And I played it a lot and had a great time. And then I stopped playing for a while. And then, um, you know, I just haven't really gotten back into it. They've done a lot of stuff. It's been out for two years, and they do continual continual updates every month. They're doing a lot of stuff for that game. So the more people that can play it, you know, it's awesome. So I agree with you. Last of Us Two got delayed, so that's getting pushed back, and they're not. They don't. Yeah, they don't have a release date. I'm guessing, like you said, Devin, earlier in the Discord, that it's probably going to get pushed back till the time the PlayStation yeah. Five gets um, gets launched. So, Be- 
what I'm seeing, based on reports and stuff, like there was no big launch exclusives, you know, first party exclusives coming out um, around the time the PlayStation 5 was coming out. So some people are like, oh, you know, maybe they're just going to hold this back. I mean, I think that's kind of ridiculous based upon other information that the game is almost all the way done already, right? The reason Sony doesn't want to put it out is because they're not going to have those physical sales worldwide. And so they're basically just waiting. They're like, we're pro-consumer when it affects our wallet, and we don't want to you know, only put this out digitally uh, because not everyone's going to be able to play it digitally. And uh, which is whatever, you know, that's Sony's, that's, they can say whatever they want to say and that's fine. But um, yeah, I think it's definitely when they're like, yeah, it's, we have no idea when we're going to bring it out. And so to me, that seems more of a, okay, we're just going to hold this until the launch of the PlayStation 5, whenever that is, because we need that big, huge game to really kind of sway some motion because it's not really going so good for them right now with the uh, PlayStation 5, in my opinion. There's still lots of great stuff, lots of hype still for that console. Um, you know, Steven had talked about getting it. I'm going to get it probably next year, though, because I'll get the Series X when it comes out. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, or maybe they're just like, oh, okay, we'll just drop it after uh, Ghost of Tsushima or whatever, when it, whenever that game comes out, which is supposed to be like June, right? June 26 or something? I believe so. Yeah. So. Um, so, so Last of Us will will release on PlayStation 4. And they, have they said it's going to release on PlayStation 5 also? Or will it go, will it be on uh, the PlayStation 5 through their backwards compatibility? Yeah, that's a, that's a real, no, I'm sure it'll be on their back compatible list. Um, you know, there's a lot of confusing messaging going on i mean no one can go two generations without effing things up and right. uh i mean they're, they're really screwing the pooch hard on their messaging across the board <laughs> for everything with sony right now and so i mean they're pulling a, a they're pulling a, a don matrix 2013 yeah don matrix we've got a console for that if you want to play <laughs> yeah if you want to play um, games go buy our old console and here's the nfl channel on the xbox one yeah, but I think you know it's interesting. I, I mean, I'm I'm I didn't I played the first one a little bit on my PS4, um, <clears throat> but I never really got into it. And uh, just like the Uncharted series, I never really got into it. I really enjoyed. Uh, shoot, it was a launch game. I can't even remember it now. Um, um, launch game PS4 would have been like neon where he's like skating around on stuff. Not, not, uh, it's not Jet Set radio, something sun. I don't remember. Sunset Anyways, overdrive. That's for Xbox. No, 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 that's Xbox. It was something else. It was made by Sony Santa Monica. I think Sony but, Santa Monica. It was a lot of fun. I completed that game. It was enjoyable. Um, so No, that's not it. No. Um, it was one of their big launch games, but huh. um, Knack. Yeah, no, are I mean, you talking about Knack? <laughs> and Knack Two that should be released pretty soon. No, no, I'm not talking about Knack. Not Knack. Okay. Uh, anyway, but yeah, no, I mean it. It's definitely interesting, you know, holding the game back, um, because they're saying they want they want everybody to be able to experience it at the same time. And you know that's that's a great reason, I guess, for for them to do that. But I think it also gives them 
gives him time to polish it up more, work on the PlayStation 5 version of the game. Um, you know, so, which, I mean, it's been a, a, a really weird, it was going to be a weird year anyways, because it's like, okay, you got The Last of Us, and then you got Ghost, and then nothing. Yeah. Until the and- PlayStation 5 comes out, and you don't have any, there's, I mean, no announced first-party exclusives for that. I mean, there's exclusive games on there, but not first, like, big first-party tentpole titles, you know. Um yeah, it's so very, that was going to be weird, right? Very so, similar to Nintendo's lineup. I mean, they don't have anything slated for the rest of this year. I mean, they've got a lot of the indies yeah. that are coming to it because every it seems like everything is starting to come to the Switch. And like, props to all those people that are porting to the Switch to get everything to run on there. That's pretty awesome, and that's awesome for people. Like, to it's okay. People don't care if yeah. the game looks like garbage. It's okay. <laughs> And people are okay with that because wrong. it's on the go. So you're not wrong. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. We will compromise everywhere to get this on the Switch. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's an interesting strategy. I'm I'm really interested to see more about what they're going to do for the PlayStation Five. I'm definitely interested in what they have to show. I mean, they make great great first party titles. I just it's hard for me because I don't have time, you know, for everything. And it's like I said, I have to basically budget or schedule my time between playing games with my friends or playing a single player game or, you know, doing those kind of things. And I don't know. It's difficult. That's true. It is difficult. And just like in all things, all things must be decided. So I think that's probably the last of all of our bigs. I mean, we, we had a couple other things that we wanted to mention. So Phil Spencer did an interview with Ryan McCaffrey over from IGN. Ryan's really short. Um, I don't know if any people have seen Ryan in person, but Ryan's super short. Not saying that's a bad thing. I know a lot of short people in my life, and that was just a weird thing to point out. So he went over there. He talked about the Xbox Series X, the no confirm um, on the price. So that's still all up in the air. Um, So, yeah, if you want to go listen to that, go to IGN and listen to to Phil. There's there's tons of articles just based off of that, that interview. Like everywhere you look at them, oh, Phil Spencer says this or this. It's like they're taking one little... 10 second snippet of conversation to make a full article out of it. Right. I mean, lots of great information in there. Yeah. And and Phil is actually really, really good to listen to. He just, he, he's a very good speaker. So he's, it's really easy to listen to. He's like, you never get bored. It's not like you're listening to episode 19, 119 of the codex podcast that (laughs) bores you. It's, um, Phil is actually just a really good speaker and he's very knowledgeable and he's been in the industry for a super long time and he really wants to destroy Sony. So as much as Phil says that he like, they're all partners. No, I, I mean, mean, he did. He, once he saw the reveal, it made him happy, <laughs> you know, about the choices they made with the Xbox, which, you know, it should. I mean, they they chose correctly this time and PlayStation did not. So yeah, I, like I know Phil, like he loves to play games and he'll play Sony games, but he also wants to destroy them. So, I mean, that's just that's what he wants business. to do. Until he can get, yeah. Until he can get Spider Man or Horizon Zero Dawn on the Xbox, he's going to try to destroy them. All right. So there's that interview. The Minecraft Dungeons, the beta was released. Um, I had signed up for the beta a really long time ago, never got in, but that's going to be coming at the end of March. So I am super excited for Minecraft Dungeons. That's going to be a lot of fun. End of May. End of May. Someone put March on here. So that was my bad. Isn't a month and ends of them? Oh, March ended already. We're in April. It's true. <laughs> you there. What day is today? Gear Tactics What's comes out at the end of April. What year is it? Tactics yeah, games Gears, are interesting. Gears Tactics, which looks a lot of fun. It's, the gameplay looks fast and, and 
fun to do. So they should just remake Final Fantasy Tactics. That's what they should do. Is that even a game? Yeah, it is a game. Final Final Fantasy yeah. Tactics was yeah. an awesome game on the I've PlayStation. Never played a Final Fantasy game, so you know. I understand. That was a joke because I don't think they should remake anything. So, all right. So that is really the news. Uh, unless Mike, JD, you guys have anything to add, we will end this episode of 119 of this podcast, and then we will sign off till the next time. So you guys good? I'm good. You guys good? I'm good. Good. Play games, have fun, stay inside, stay safe. There and, are uh, so many games you can be playing instead of going outside to a bar, right? Or going outside yeah. and, like... I mean, it's okay to go outside in your backyard and get some sunshine, but, I mean, don't go around other people, right? Even if they're your family, just stay away, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're like me and you don't even like to see most of your family, it makes it even easier. Now you have an excuse. Yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. So here's our new outro um, while Mike is working on a new outro for us. This is uh, this is this is a video clip from the voice actor that plays Ati from uh, Control. This is awesome. This is how we'll end all of our shows. Are you an idiot? So who wants to be an idiot? So here we are. Thank you. Bye-bye. And there you go. That's it. <laughs> so bye-bye. <laughs> all right, I'll play Thanks the real watching. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex, on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at freelancercodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at mlamson25, at neverfear, and at JD the Joke Dealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work. See, Who's this new guy we got down here? That's the 14-year-old <laughs> intern that we uh, have copying papers. I, I'm, uh, I am JD's younger cousin, DJ. Uh, I'm here from out of town. DJ, that's what you came up with? Seriously? You've got the well, Encyclopedia Britannica of names, and you went with DJ? You guys remember Encyclopedia Britannica? Encyclopedia Britannica was yeah. cool. There's a lot of copies and a lot of issues of those. Imagine like that person that went out of business when they had to stop printing all X those. Ever got used? Oh, they still print them. I use them all the time when, for school for projects. That's what you got. Entire set. I find it very irresponsible that we still print phone books. Like, why you got to print a phone book? I agree with who you. Need, who needs a print phone book? Nobody. Who does that? That's who. No, nobody oh. needs that. Old people need it, I guess. I think libraries should go out of business. That's not true. I'm just kidding. Libraries should stay in business. Well, Did you know that throughout all this, are you sure you don't want libraries are giving out free memberships? And I believe that Amazon has their entire media library for free right now. It's awesome how people are coming together through this pandemic. It's just the best. And there's places where you can go in town where you can just get free internets. I guess it's not free because someone still pays for it. But you can sit in their parking lot and use their internets. Except some people didn't want you to do that because then they thought you would just loiter and they didn't want the kids just loitering doing their schoolwork. So they said, you can't loiter. But now all the kids are just buying Taco Bell and that's even worse because then you got Taco Bell, then you have to salt the bathrooms, the Wi-Fi, and it's just not good. So people should just take advantage of Comcast free two months of internet with $10 a month after that, of course, because they've got to tie you in somehow because, you know, Comcast 
Or you could just go to the school's parking lot because Mike's already on they, they still have their internet yeah. networks on. So you can just go to the school, park in the parking lot, do your schoolwork, and then leave. Because that's, I mean, we want to stay connected to our kids. Although that's a lot of kids to stay connected to. Some kids don't even have internet and haven't had internet all year. So I don't know how they're doing it at home. And I know a lot of my kiddos have actually gone to Mexico to be with family. They think it's safer there. But I don't know how safe it is in Mexico. They eat bats there too, you know. Bats are cool. Luke has a wood bat that he got for baseball. Luke's a pretty good baseball player. He's a catcher. He catches. That's his main job. I like to throw the ball to him and he catches it. Kai catches too, but not so much. He drops sometimes. He's a first baseman. That's the first base. See, there's three bases. There's first base, second base, third base. That's called home plate. It's not a base. I'll get there. I've never been to second base. I'm sure JD has never been to first base. (laughs) Steven's ground home three times because, you know, that's how many kids he has. Devin's up there, too. Devin's around the bases three times. Good for you, Devin. You have four kids. Uh, I think, pretty sure there was a pinch runner in there somewhere. Oh my god! We're not going to get into that. Yeah, that's let's let's not uncover that on the podcast tonight. But that's the most you've All ever right. talked in a row. So I just produced I just produced an hour and a half of content. Am I good? Can I go home now, dude? If you want to stay, you can stay. If you need to bail, I we will one hundred percent understand that you need to bail. Don't worry, I already covered up your whole picture with the uh, Xbox animations. It's fine. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can stay and mute yourself and jump in, or you can post-nasal drip all over the place. Whatever you want to do is good Speaking with us. Speaking of post-nasal drip, Season 3 of DuckTales goes live tomorrow, and Goofy makes his first ex- appearance. He's dressed as Goof, tr- Goof Troop Goofy, though, with the orange and the bow tie. I don't think I like that Goofy very much. And Donald is still played by Don Cheadle? Um, yes. when he speaks, yeah. Hmm. But I don't, but he hasn't, he hasn't spoken yet. He spoke in the little teaser trailer. Oh, did he? I didn't watch it. Oh, you I posted just, it. Clip on Twitter. I know, I just saw the still of Goofy. I was There's like, a whole bit story. about a photographer that was pretty funny. Um. I like it. I'll have, I'll have to go check it out. Yeah, dude, you can stay if you want. If not, you can, you can bounce whatever you want to do. Devin, are we going live yet here on YouTube? Yeah, just a second. Okay. No, it's only it's only eight fifteen. I thought we'd go live at eight thirty. Well, yeah, we can go live at eight thirty. JD, I need to kick you from the call and call you on Discord so I can test to see if this is gonna work, okay? Alright, sure. I can't kick him. Devin, you'll have to kick him. <laughs> I mean, is there is there any reason why I can't be like I can mute my mic. Yeah, just mute your mic there. Alright. I don't it's yeah, gonna work, but whatever. Um, yeah. Hello. Hello. I am. Hey, I can hear you. Going? Devin, Mike, yeah. can you guys hear JD? Nope. Well, no. JD's not talking. JD, you need to talk. Yes, I am. I, I am Cannot talking. Hear JD. Shakazula, Shakazula, Shakazula. Uh, I'm hearing two of your voice. Did you um, mute your but mic I am not all hearing... the way, like on your computer, or did you just mute the mic in Go to Meeting? No, I, I, there's I'm, a difference. I muted my mic. <laughs> just, in... Devin, just kick him from the call no, so he can. No, so JD can hear you. Me guys. No, they can't. I can. Oh, well, JD can hear us. No, I'm saying I can hear them through this. I mean, I can hear them through. It's not playing through for us. 
I, I can hear them through go to meeting. Obviously, it's a setting for Steam. Um, but I'm hearing two oh, of your voice. I'm assuming Steam. that's you uh-huh. and and uh, let's go to meeting and Discord for you, Stephen. So I'm hearing two of your voice in perfect sync. I might add, but I'm not hearing the others. Uh, only in go to meeting am I hearing them. All right. Uh, so check it, check it, check. So Devin, you cannot hear JD, correct? Correct. I cannot hear JD. JD, you can hear Devin though, correct? I am now hearing two of Devin. So I heard him now, but are you talking in GoToMeeting? Or are you talking in Discord? This is why I said leave GoToMeeting. All right, all right. <laughs> okay, I can hear Devin, I think. Devin, I'm hearing hear echo. But I am completely out of go to meeting. Okay, Devin and oh, JD yeah. talk to each other, please. Devin, hey, hi. How's the weather? Uh, it's uh, pretty typical California right now. So, 70s. So, uh, it's nice, a dris- abysmal day, dark, gray can't skies. Can't really go outside, though. Fill the smog. Because, you know, <laughs> fun times. JD, can you hear Devin? Uh, if he's talking right now, then no. I can't hear JD anymore, whatever he did, Stephen. Okay, now go. I hear him now. I hear him now. Oh, okay. I, I just got yeah, some techno is. chip 2 music going. I can you got chip 2 music? Yeah, I'm gonna start the uh, live stream on the go on the uh, starting soon. I'm gonna go live, but everybody else is muted. So remind me again when we start. <laughs> I gotta turn this back out. I will definitely do that. All right, I need to pause this real quick and do a quick mic check to make sure this is gonna work as we.